Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, John Hoover. It is Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John Hoover, and for the next 30 minutes, I am in your ear. It's Monday, November 4th, and we do this every single day. If you call yourself a Sooner fan, well, then you need to tell your friends, tell your family, heck, tell your sugar glider that you are locked on Sooners. Again, I'm John Hoover from 1077 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Find my OU coverage at thefranchiseok.com, where last week, OU didn't even have a game, but I got you covered with three columns about the onside kick controversy at Kansas State, my Q&A with the Big 12 coordinator of officials, I had a column on exactly why Lincoln Riley has gone away from using his running backs, and my weekly Ask Hoover blog, which was packed to the rim with college football questions. Follow me on Twitter at John E. Hoover, on Facebook at John E. Hoover Media, and subscribe to my YouTube channel at John Hoover. All the OU football videos you could ever want are on that channel, including two that I just reposted this week from the last time OU hosted Iowa State. You guys know who Brian Orr is, right? Well, you should. He's the big dude, Oklahoma Highway Patrol, who protects Lincoln Riley on game days and on road games. He's the same guy that did Bob Stoops, protected Bob Stoops everywhere he went. Well, the Friday before the Iowa State game in 2017, I got to ride along on Brian's OHP shift, and then on game day, which was Saturday, I got to ride shotgun in his OHP cruiser into the stadium. Special, super special access, you might say. I shot uh, two short videos of that experience, and they're both posted on my YouTube channel. Just go to the YouTube channel, John Hoover, and search for Brian Orr, O-R-R, and check them out. Fun stuff. He was really good. Their total watch is about six minutes between those two videos, so check them out. Really kind of eye-opening stuff, and don't forget to check out Locked On Sooners on Twitter, at Locked On Sooners. It is Monday, so today I'm going to give you three big things from the open date, some news and notes from uh, other sports around campus, and we will take a look at last week's Big 12 results and see what's coming up this week. Plus, as always, highlights from today's Lincoln-Riley press conference. We just got done talking to him about an hour and a half ago, so we got a lot to get to, so we better get this thing started. First things first, Sooners are home on Saturday against Iowa State, and kickoff is not 11 a.m. on Fox. It is 7 p.m. on Fox. It's actually OU's second 7 p.m. kickoff of the season, although the first one was at UCLA. 7 p.m. here, 5 o'clock out there. The Houston game, you'll remember, started at 6.30, and South Dakota was the pay-per-view game that started at 6, and after those three, OU has had nothing but morning kickoffs. Five straight. Three big things. All right, first on Friday's pod, I told you that Lincoln Riley as a head coach is just 2-2 two and two before open dates and 2-1 and one after open dates. I find that remarkable. 4-3 and three is his record around the open date in two seasons. And the upsets have been shocking. Iowa State in 2017, Texas last year, Kansas State this year. And I wonder aloud, because that's what I'm allowed to do, I wonder if it's because he's so keyed in on recruiting during those dead weeks that he and his staff actually get a little bit distracted from the task at hand. I would not suggest such a thing, but for the massive nature of the upsets we're talking about here. One was Texas, I know, so I get that. It happens. But two years ago against Iowa State, Sooners were favored by 30. And then the last time out, two weeks ago at Kansas State, OU was favored by 24. So is that something that's systemic? This week, OU is a 13.5-point favorite against the Cyclones. Worth noting, I think, the regular media policies for game week are back to normal. Last week, remember, I talked about how Lincoln Riley described why he would 
only be the only one last week talking to the press. The previous open date this season, he let his coaches and players speak, but he said that last week it was just him, and he said that's just the makeup of this team. So he wanted everybody to kind of get back to the normal routine. And this week the normal routine means everybody's talking to the media. So today we got C.D. Lamb, Jalen Hurts, and Kenneth Murray. This afternoon we'll get a bunch of defensive players as well as Alex Grinch. Second big thing, the college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow night, and with four games left in the regular season, let's examine OU's playoff hopes. I mean, there's no better place to start than this year's game of the century. It's what they're calling it. It's number one, LSU, at number two, Alabama. There's been a lot of talk about both of these teams getting in the playoff, and I think rightfully so, depending on how things shake out. If they both finish with one loss or one finishes with one loss and one finishes with zero losses, there's, there's a very good opportunity that both of these teams will be in the playoff. If Alabama blows out LSU – uh, I think that might ease some of that talk a little bit, but uh, that certainly would help Oklahoma's playoff chances. A blowout really either way if you think about it. The only positives for OU last week were that Kansas State beat the absolute snot out of Kansas and that Baylor hung on and did not lose. They won. They beat West Virginia. OU really could have used Baylor to win big over West Virginia, but they only won 17-14, so it's almost kind of a push. It was national TV. They didn't play great. So if Kansas State and Baylor finish the year ranked as highly as possible, say case Baylor is 11 and 1 with a loss to OU and K-State is 10 and 2 with that win over OU. I think that would go a long way to convincing the playoff committee that the Sooners are once again worthy of a playoff spot. So, who else? Number 3 Ohio State hosts Maryland this week. They're a 42 point favorite, so they're not going to lose. I got the Buckeyes ranked number 1 in my FWAA poll again this week. They've got tough games coming up, though, against Michigan, number five, Penn State, and then the Big Ten Championship game. Number four, Clemson, is at NC State. They're a 30-point favorite, so they're not going to lose. The Tigers don't have anyone left on their schedule, in my opinion, that could beat them even in the ACC title game. Number five, Penn State, is at number 13, Minnesota, this week. They host 7-2 and Indiana next week, and then they visit number three-ranked Ohio State the week after that. I'm telling you, I don't see any way Penn State survives that schedule undefeated, so... With Ohio State-Michigan and the championship game coming up, it's entirely possible that the Big Ten cannibalizes itself. Number six-ranked Georgia is in the process of bouncing back from that loss to South Carolina, but there's enough time left in the season that if the Bulldogs continue to win like they did last week against Florida, they'll be in the hunt for a second playoff spot in the SEC. The only big game left on their schedule is next week, number 12 Auburn plus the SEC championship game. Utah, Oregon, and the Pac-12 could actually break up the Sooners' playoff run this year. In the Big Twelve, in the AP poll, Oregon is number seven, Utah is number eight, and the Utes and Ducks both have three easy games before they're probably going to meet in the Pac-12 title game. So yeah, the winner of that game, if they run the table from here on out, could take OU spot in the playoffs. So think about this: it might actually come down to style points for Oklahoma if they can run the table and if they can look good doing so. I'm talking like a I'm just throwing these out there. 38-24 win over Iowa State this week. Uh, next week in Waco, 42-21, they beat Baylor. The week after that against TCU, 45-20, they beat TCU. And then they close the season like a 55-35 at Oklahoma State. And then they go to the Big 12 championship game. It's got to be against Baylor. And let's just say they really put the hurt to Baylor, 48-24, something like that. I think then they have a chance at cracking the top four come December 8th. Right now, LSU, Ohio State, and Penn State have four wins over teams with winning records. Clemson, Oregon, and Georgia have three. Minnesota, Utah, and Alabama have two. Even Alabama, who has the lowest opponent's winning percentage of any Power 5 team. 
Oklahoma, they've got just one win against team with winning record. That's how important that Kansas State game was. They'll have a chance to change that in what they're calling championship November, but that's up to them. We'll have a little bit clearer picture when the playoff rankings are announced tomorrow night, but bottom line is OU has no chance if it doesn't win out, and I'd say the chances are pretty slim if they don't look good blowing everybody out from this point forward. And my third big thing, let's talk Heisman. Jalen Hurts, I think he's got a chance. Losing to Kansas State certainly diminished those chances, but just like the playoff picture, if OU wins and right now Joe Burrow loses to Alabama or throws a bunch of interceptions by the tide, then I think Hurts gets a boost, maybe even a big boost. And just like the playoff picture, Hurts needs to play great from here on out. I mean, in addition to winning, he's going to have to put up big numbers the rest of the way, and that means, first and foremost, taking care of the football. If Jalen does that and the Sooners run the table, there's no doubt in my mind that he will definitely be in New York and the Sooners will have a Heisman finalist for the fourth straight year and possibly a Heisman winner for the third straight year, which, again, I've been doing this Heisman thing for 21 years now. It just blows my mind that, oh, you could have three straight Heisman winners. Of course, I think Burrow can almost win the thing this week if he beats Alabama and has a big performance. If he drops a Heisman moment on the Crimson Tide and LSU wins the game, that will probably signify the official end of Jalen Hurts' Heisman campaign. But hey, as long as we're talking about that game, if Tua can come back from ankle surgery, and if he beats Burrow and LSU, that could be Tua's Heisman moment. It'd be a bitter pill, I know, for, for Hurts to swallow, barely losing his job to Tua, and then barely losing the Heisman to Tua. Although he did say something cool today. He said that he texted him after uh, he went down, after Tua went down with the ankle injury a couple of weeks ago, and said he's probably contacted him four or five times this year. So those guys are still friends. That's cool. And I say Ohio State's Justin Fields can still play his way into a trip to New York. If he has big games against Penn State, Michigan, in the Big Ten title game, the Ohio State quarterback could definitely win the thing. Up next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, some news and notes from around campus, including a championship, a season finale, and two teams that are just getting started. All that's next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, I got a word from Roman. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and just take care of it. Just go to roman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's roman.com slash locked. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I told you OU won a championship over the weekend, and uh, one team season ended, and uh, basketball season is officially here. News and notes. Let's do some football first. OU's game at Baylor on November 16th has been announced as a 6.30 p.m. kickoff time. Game will be shown on ABC, and that'll be two straight evening kickoffs for the Sooners after five straight morning starts. Around campus. OU men's golf won the Ka'anapali Collegiate Classic in Hawaii over the weekend and shot the best round 
in school history. Sooner shot a 263 on Sunday to finish a three-day tournament with an 804, which was six shots better than Washington. All five OU golfers shot under par for the tournament, and all five were under par on Sunday, including a 62 from senior Quade Cummings. He shot 29 on the front nine and finished the tournament 20 under par. Sooner basketball. Women's basketball continues its exhibition season tonight, Monday, at Lloyd Noble when the Sooners host Oklahoma City University. The game tips off at 7 o'clock, and don't forget, Friday, the team is hosting a reunion of the 10th anniversary of the 2009 Final Four team. That gets going with a meet and greet at 6.30 at the practice gym. The OU men start their regular season tomorrow night, Tuesday, at Lloyd Noble with a game against UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Game tips off at 7 o'clock. It's Lon Kruger's ninth season in Norman. OU has three returning starters back from last year, including Jamal Bienemy, Brady Manick, and Christian Doolittle, and pretty much the rest of the team is newcomers. Me, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Around Campus. Soccer season came to an end on Sunday in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City when the Sooners lost 2-1 to Oklahoma State. OU finishes the year with eight wins, nine losses, and three ties, and they'll be looking for a new head coach as Matt Potter was fired earlier in the week. Volleyball, OU swept Kansas in Lawrence on Saturday. OU improved to 15-6 and and 7-3 and in Big 12 play. The Sooners host number one ranked Texas this Friday, a 6 p.m. match at McCaslin Fieldhouse. Okay, back to football. Oklahoma's last home loss came two years ago to this week's opponent, Iowa State. The Cyclones confused and frustrated Baker Mayfield with a fairly unique defense. They rushed three linemen and dropped eight into coverage pretty much all day, and Mayfield was unsure where to go with the football. I mean, you'd have thought that he was playing for the Cleveland Browns, right? Wait, what? You might recall that game that Baker would uh, pull it down and take off, and it looked right when he was getting ready to run, it looked like he was getting ready to pick up some yards on the ground, and then right before he gets to the line of scrimmage, he'd stop and he'd throw the ball and try to fit it into a tight window rather than taking the easy yards running the football. He had wide open field. He had huge running lanes. He kept trying to throw the football into coverage. Well, I guarantee you, if Matt Campbell tries that this week, Jalen Hurts will rush for 200 yards. He absolutely does not have a problem with deciding to keep the football and taking off. As we've said pretty much all year, Hurts has run the football a combined 103 times this year, while Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon have combined four... 101 carries combined. Lincoln Riley talked about that a little bit at his press conference today about Jalen Hurts carrying the football. And Lincoln seemed to have a bit of an edge to him as he answered. It was about Hurts keeping it rather than giving to to the running backs on option plays. And Lincoln basically said, we've averaged 10 yards a play this season, so it's worked out pretty good. I mean, he had a little bit of an edge to him. You could tell he did not like that question, did not like having to answer it again. Coming up on the Locked On Sooners podcast, it is Monday, so we'll go over last week's Big 12 scores. We'll take a quick peek at this week's schedule, and then we'll hit some highlights from Lincoln Riley's presser. All that's next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So only three games in the Big 12 conference last week. Let's take a look. Around the Big 12. Last Thursday night in Waco, Baylor stayed unbeaten, that's huge, by holding off West Virginia 17-14. That's not so huge. The game was just strange as we're watching it unfold. Baylor had 26 first downs to West Virginia's 12. Baylor had 176 rushing yards to West Virginia's 14. And Charlie Brewer, the quarterback, went 20-26 of for 277 yards and two touchdowns, while West Virginia's Austin Kendall went 20-39 of for 205 yards with one touchdown and one pick. 
And yet, there was Baylor at the very end of the game getting a fourth-quarter field goal and holding West Virginia on three defensive stops in the final period. Baylor moved up to number 11 in this week's AP Top 25. Kansas State beat Kansas 38-10 in the Sunflower Showdown. Les Miles said he was flat-out shocked at the outcome of that game, and I, I get that from a coach's perspective, but I think what we're all really shocked about is how damn good Skyler Thompson is playing right now. He cooked OU, remember. 213 yards passing, was great on third down and fourth down, and he scored four touchdown rushes on the ground. Then last week, K-State's rivalry game, he had 123 yards passing and 127 yards rushing, and he rushed for three more touchdowns. And then in Stillwater, TCU had things going about like they wanted to for a little while. It was tied at some point in the third quarter, but Oklahoma State played probably its best game of the year, at least its best second half of the year. Just a couple days, too, after learning that All-American wideout Tylen Wallace was out for the season with an ACL. What a awful news. What a terrible injury for Tylen Wallace, one of the best, most explosive, most exciting players in the country. Remember now, Oklahoma State got three interceptions in the fourth quarter off of Brock Purdy last week at Iowa State. Well, this time they go up against Max Duggan, the freshman quarterback who had only thrown one pick all season, and they intercepted him three times. So suddenly this Oklahoma State defense is looking very opportunistic. Then Chuba Hubbard turns in a couple of clutch touchdown runs, 92 yards in the third quarter and 62 yards in the fourth quarter as OSU pulls away. 34-27. It was the first time a Gary Patterson-led team had given up a 200-yard rusher ever. Chuba finished with 223. Wow. There's four games on the Big 12 schedule this week. Texas Tech at West Virginia, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Baylor at TCU, 11 a.m. on FS1. Kansas State at Texas, 2.30 on ESPN. And Iowa State at Oklahoma, 7 p.m., on Fox. And you know what? We might as well give you the rest of the conference start times for November 16th. Kansas at OSU, 11 a.m. on FS1. TCU at Texas Tech, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Texas at Iowa State, 2.30 p.m. on FS1. And West Virginia at Kansas State, 2.30 p.m. That game will be on either ABC, ESPN, or ESPN2. And then, of course, OU at Baylor, 6.30 p.m. at McLean Stadium. That game's on ABC. I want to get into a couple of highlights from Lincoln Riley's press conference today before we wrap up the show. One, Grant Calcaterra and DeLaren Turner-Yell are both in a, quote, wait-and-see mode, Riley said, as they recover from what has not been disclosed as a concussion, but it's a concussion. It's uh, smart on Riley's part not to give Iowa State too much information, although he doesn't have any problem with that usually. They probably have, Iowa State does, the uh, Big 12's best tight end, Norman North product Charlie Kohler. And uh, it's a big game for DeLaire and Turner-Yell to be available, or if he's not, for Justin Fields, his replacement, to be in there and performing well. Riley was asked how interested he'll be in tomorrow night to watch the college football playoff ranking show. His answer? Zero. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I find that funny. Uh, Yeah, he said he's just not interested in that. They've got too much to do, too much going on. Uh, Somebody asked, do you want to know what your ranking is, or do you just want to not know at all? And he said, oh, no, however, however it shakes out, we've still got the same amount of work to do, basically. So interesting stuff from Riley. He also said that OU's running backs group would probably be the freshest in the country going into championship November. Yeah, I probably would agree. I think a lot of Sooner Nation probably wishes they weren't so fresh, meaning had gotten more carries at Kansas State. And I asked Lincoln how he's grown as a coach since taking his first career L against Iowa State two years ago in Norman. His answer, I thought, was pretty interesting, and I asked a follow-up question, but you're going to have to go to thefranchiseok.com to read all about that. 
That's it for today's show. Locked On Sooners will be back tomorrow, and we'll pull apart the Lincoln-Riley press conference. We'll look at this week's Heisman Watch and a heck of a lot more from the Big 12 Conference. The Locked On Sooners podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John Hoover, and you can follow me on Twitter at John E. Hoover, on Facebook at John E. Hoover Media, on YouTube at John Hoover. Find all my columns, stories, blogs, and more at thefranchiseok.com. And don't forget to follow the Locked On Sooners podcast on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. Hit that subscribe button, share your Locked On Sooners podcast with your friends, and I would really love it if you left me a comment or a rating. Thanks for listening. See you guys.